This is Driven By, a podcast where we explore the intersection between passion and purpose. Sitting down and having conversations with risk takers, change makers, builders, and entrepreneurs to find out what it is that drives them. Hello, everybody. My name is Elijah by day, DJ Easy by night. Um, during the day, I am a systems engineer as a contractor for the government, which I am revealing a secret that many people actually don't know in the nightlife. So if you're listening, now you know. Yeah. Um, by night, I'm a DJ uh, in the DMV area. Uh, play open format, sometimes heavy hip hop, sometimes heavy Latin, um, sometimes a little bit of everything. So um, I'm grateful to be on here with Karen and hopefully we can have a great dialect and good conversation. Yeah, I think um, you just blew my mind because I had no idea sitting down with you prior that you had a nine to five, Yeah, which means that you either have like the most amazing sleep rhythm like Absolutely schedule <laughs> or, or you just have like the most amount of like um, grind that kind of exists within your space. Mm-hmm. I ask everybody this when I sit down and chat with them, um, you know, kind of how did you end up? falling into a space where you work a whole ass job and then you also have the capacity to like come out and just entertain people for hours on end right so you also you're gonna learn a lot about me today right so i'm from new york city okay um brooklyn to be exact Uh, my parents are one's not from the country so my mom is born in jamaica my dad's uh, first generation like American, quote unquote, he's Puerto Rican, comes from a Puerto Rican family. So yeah. my dad was raised in the projects. My mom is born in a different country. Um, and so they come from nothing, essentially. Right. Yeah. Like my mom came here after my grandfather came here to pave the way, sharing like canned food with her siblings. Um, and I was grateful enough to be put in a position by my parents that grinded their ass off and worked hard. And like I saw that growing up and I knew nothing came easy and they also didn't hand anything to me. Mm-hmm. So like that made me they put the grind in me mm-hmm. and like. That's kind of how I think I'm shaped the way I am and shaped differently. And as my homies in New York, uh, <laughs> Josh and Richie, what up? Uh, they say they're built different. So those are two guys that I played baseball with that started their own brand, but they're also uh, basically big leaguers. They're in the minor leagues in AAA. So that's awesome. Built, we're built different. That's what I. Like I think to New call Yorkers it. are built different <laughs> just in general, and also you're like constantly seeing that like a space that doesn't really slow down or sleep. Right. So it's different. I think um, being a, a child of um, either first generation American or just generally immigrant parents is like such a unique like step up from a lot of other people. I mean, people are lazy naturally, but when you come into a space where you've seen your parents work their asses off to give you a life better than the one that they had theoretically, I mean, that's got to invoke some type of like energy inside of you or fire inside of you stoke something. Um, does that kind of carry over into like how you end up kind of becoming the person you are today in terms of, I mean, what you're doing is very different from what they were doing. Your parents were not like DJing until like 4 a.m. every night. No. No. And do they understand kind of like what you're doing? Or are they sitting there being like, bruh? They really, they, my parents are very supportive of like my hustle and my grind. Um, they probably see the parallel between like what right. you do and then what they were doing. It's just right. different. But they also see, let's not, they see the passion, right? Like they see what I'm passionate about. They sure. see my day job. Like they, without them, like I, they helped me put me through college and stuff like that. I played sports my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think they see my true passion and my dad's like why do you work so much? I'm like, bro, <laughs> DJing is not work to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's my passion. That's what I think that I should be doing for a living. But sure. we can, I don't know if we're going to go into that further later well, on. Let's, but. let's talk about this. I mean, when you were growing up, was the was DJing even on your, like, no. radar? So we, I come from a family, like, you know, we're cultured yeah. in a sense, right? Puerto Rican and Jamaican. So our cultures are based around music and dancing and food. Absolutely. Um, so I always listen to music, right? Like, that was always a thing. My mom still to this day listens to Hot 97. If anybody doesn't know what that is, it's like the hip-hop station. Not to put my mom's age out there, but I am 27 years old. So she is older than me by some years. And she still listens to all the Cardi B and, like, come on, the mom. Kodak Black and yeah. everything you guys listen to um so we always listen to music and that was like my thing um and i could just dive into how i got into djing so like obviously i'm in, musically inclined in a sense right right it's in um, like it's, it's rooted in, in your culture and blood. right mm-hmm. so then in high school i was messing around with virtual dj i think i was like going to teen parties when i was in high school so mm-hmm. there was like the teen parties with like the cranberry juice and what like they gave you that club feeling without yeah. being old enough um so i went to a couple of those and like the djs were pretty cool i'm like this is guy this is a pretty cool thing yeah. so then i downloaded virtual dj which is like a really in my opinion amateur beginner level dj uh software and i'm on my mom's laptop just messing around ripping a government you're not listening i was ripping music <laughs> from youtube we were all ripping music back <laughs> in the day like i'm old enough to be the napster and like limewire yeah Yeah, exactly. Which I don't know. Like, I don't care. People know I'm like in my 30s. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, we don't have to anymore. It's like fine. It's $9.99. So, um, my friends, I guess they saw that whole like teen nightlife thing and they were like, it was big in New York City. It was even like in the news. I remember seeing articles on, on it and stuff like that. So, we threw a party, had no DJ. Yeah. So, me and my boy were like, yo, like, we've been on virtual DJ. Let's just download all this music and just throw a party. What does that feel like for you? Like that instance? I mean, I asked that question more about like, was it on your radar in the sense of like, what did you actually want to be when you were younger? FBI. An FBI agent. Something like that. I went, my dad was retired at NYPD. Yeah. Um, so I was always like inspector gadget. I would see cops pulling people over and I'm like, Ooh, this is what happened. This is what happened. And then I went to school at college. Um, to study business my freshman year and I'm like I like to be different right I don't like to be like everybody else so then all my friends like I'm studying business I'm studying business I go to this school I study business I go to that school I study business I'm like excuse my language fuck that shit (laughs) you're okay (laughs) you can say fuck that shit Um, but I guess this point where you're you're seeing these like young parties and you're like okay but I have the confidence and like swag to like go ahead and say like we should go ahead and do it what does that feel like for you in that moment do you recall uh, I mean, I played, I was on the baseball team. So like in school, like people were like, always look to me like, oh, this is the cool kid that plays baseball. Yeah. So I'm like, let's do it. Like, let's go. Let's, yeah, let's do you're this. Like- you know, I'm nervous, of course. Um, I actually, my 10 year DJ anniversary was a week ago. Okay. A week and a half ago. Like not this past Friday, but the Friday before I believe. Yeah. And I saw a video and I, the audio quality was like embarrassing. I'm like, how, how are people listening to this music? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It was a good first experience, and then I kept on. I, I never stopped. Yeah, I ran with that. Okay, so from that moment, that like that was it. Moment of being like, okay, there was a line down the DJ, street. Let's go. Yeah, there was a line down the street. Everyone I'm wanted DJing. their cranberry juice. The party's lit. 
I'm sure we were drinking alcohol at that point. Like, I'm like 16, 16, yeah, 17 years old. Yeah, you're definitely, you're probably senior. drinking a few things. Yeah, people drinking. like sneaking alcohol liquor in, like, yeah, or they pre-gamed. Um, it was lit. Yeah. I remember my ex-girlfriend was there, Eliza. Hello. Still, I don't have a spoke to you in a while. You but. share this podcast with every single one of your ex-girlfriends and friends. I love it. Um, okay, so that's interesting. This, so this like this specific moment and then just like doesn't stop for you. I'm, and you're just tapped in. You're like zeroed in. And this is you've decided like right, this, this is, is what you're passionate about. You're passionate about creating and mixing and, and playing and kind of cultivating spaces for people. Right. And then like our word is energy. So setting the tone in the room and having this energy all these people coming together like you could be stressed out you could be drunk you can be sad about your ex-boyfriend or whatever but I could set the vibe to where you kind of forget about all that and the energy in the room is just yeah it's like with becoming a DJ it comes great responsibility in some way like I mean you say you're driven by energy you're driven by people's energy the way that they show up in a space Um, do you pre like determine what your sets look like in advance or are you just literally like here's the music that's coming in here's how I'm I'm just gonna like go with it I'm gonna like feel what the crowd's feeling and kind of drive I mean I feel like a lot of for the most part this day and age everybody kind of listens to the same music kind of enjoys the same (laughs) music so no I don't predetermine my sets at all and I try to like again I don't want to be predictable so some people are like oh you're not predictable I don't know what you're gonna play you might play the same songs but I'll try to play it in different orders and be very creative about it yeah um so no, I really don't have preset playlists or I don't know exactly where I'm going to go, but I've learned to like figure out how to create that story and make it make sense. Yeah. Because there's some DJs that like, you know, they play random stuff and it's like, how'd you get from here to there? Right. I try to literally write a story with the music, whether it's with word plays, t- tone plays, whether the songs just talk to each other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I, and then also all the people, right? Like, so if I'm like, damn, this, this crew likes a lot of EDM, well, uh-huh. I guess I'm playing EDM music tonight. Yeah, so, you're like, these right. people are looking a little, looking a little big eyed. Let's go ahead and just hit them with the EDM. Um, I guess this is like an interesting question. You're very passionate about what you do, obviously. Otherwise, I don't know how you would be able to do like many days a week of, of doing what you do after working nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like, you just like, there's no way. Do you feel like where you are right now? in this space like is this what you see yourself doing five oh, ten years from now absolutely and and how does that evolve for you from <clears throat> dc club life dmv club life to what's next so i actually i moved to the dmv quote-unquote because it wasn't the dmv like the dmv is not winchester virginia it is not <laughs> i lived in winchester right for, for okay. a couple of years you lived in virginia beautiful right um and I was DJing like little bars that were like the size of this room. And if you're wondering how many people would fit in this room for people that can't see it, I maybe like if we stuffed you guys in here, like sardines, 80, 50. Pre-COVID, 80. Pre-COVID, Post-COVID, right, right. 40. <laughs> <laughs> so like the bar would fit like 80 people slammed, right? And then there, then I finally got into this other bar that was like the college bar, Shenandoah University bar that fit like 200, 300. But it was like the bar to go to in, in Winchester. Right. Then Shoei Mo, Burberry Mo, whatever you want to go by. I met him because of my mom. We were at the outlets in Burberry. So interesting. And he's like, oh, like you're from New York. And then my mom was like, I was in the car actually. And my mom was like, yeah, we're from New York. I'm visiting my son. She always throws it out there. So, so my that, mom, though. my mom it loves my passion. That's right? She's amazing. So supportive. She's like, my son's a DJ. 
And he's like, oh, I used to be a promoter. And he's like, she's like, oh, no way. So she calls me like, hey, come to the store. He tells me to add George Martinez. He used to be the GM of Manor. Okay. I know Manor. Right. Yeah. And um, I had followed him on Facebook for like months. And I was like, finally, like, fuck this. I want a DJ in DC. Yeah. So I hit him up. He had me drive all the way to DC on a Friday just to meet him. Yep. And I drove all the way back for a gig in Winchester, and he gave me a chance. He gave me my first D.C. gig, and from there, I never looked back. Oh, my God. I was driving from Winchester to D.C., then I met a couple other people, like a promoter for K-Mystery, and I was doing Griffin Saturdays, and when I started doing Griffin Saturdays, people started seeing me, like, who the hell is this? And then yeah. I got entwined with DJ Rob and her nightlife. And once I met that man, like, then everybody started, because he throws some of the best parties in D.C., yeah. like, and everybody just started seeing visibility, and that's, that's kind of how, how it happened. But now that I'm in D.C. doing all this, I want to be able to DJ everywhere in D.C., literally, like, yeah. everywhere. I got into Rose Bar, finally. I want to get into, I wouldn't say Echo Stage, but, like, oh, I think what's through. next for me is traveling. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to do my first stint. Uh, I'm throwing out secrets, but not really in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I also met a guy during COVID through like the Twitch and Instagram live days. And we were doing something called duty free train where he brings like an international flavor and he knows people he's from Europe. Mm-hmm. So he knows people from like Europe and then he started meeting people from like Florida and all over the place. So he's going to try to use that to kind of start traveling. Yeah. So he's plugged in with me. Like he looks at me like, I'm like, bro, like you are such a good DJ. Like he looks up to me. That's it's like, amazing oh my God. Though. But he wants to start getting me to travel with him. And I'm like, dude, like I want to make money, but I have to realize like, you know, it's a passion, right? And this is a dream. What's more important, like doing something that I've always dreamed of or the yeah. money? The money will come. The money will come. Money will but, come. Um, so, like, yeah, they'll pay me, but my flight might get paid for. Like, that I mean, might pay for the flight in a hotel, situation. right? Like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out even. That's not a bad situation. Um, but traveling is definitely next. I think that's what's next in five years, right? And then I plan on doing this for a long time. My favorite DJ in New York, Camillo, he's like 40. Yeah. And he's like popping in New I mean, York. If you're taking care of prime. yourself, you can do it for a while. Right. So maybe we can talk about this a little bit during the time of like the last two and a half, two and a half years, I guess, at this point. I mean, it's, it's getting better. COVID. I'm sorry. (laughs) It is. It's over. We're outside. No, we're outside. We're We're inside. We're all outside. But what was that like for you? I mean, did, would you question your, did you question your passion at that point? Were you like, how do I, how do I do this now? People aren't in the clubs. Like, how do I... COVID was a fun time for me. And I say, well, I'm sure we'll get back into like, we're talking about my passion. We are going to get it. I personally want to get into what I'm not passionate about. But what keeps me <laughs> you afloat. You can do it. Um, I was, I got the chance to telework, which is unheard of for somebody with what I do with the government, right? Like there's some people that do government stuff. I'm not, you can read between the lines that could telework. I can't. Yeah. I have to be in the office. But I somehow, because COVID got so bad, got to telework. So I'm on Instagram live shooting the shits with my friend, like DJ Greens, what up? Like we had, it would be five people on our live and we would just be talking shit the whole time. Yeah. And I have memories of being so drunk on Instagram Live after I did a, a set for Duty Free, like an hour-long set, yeah, that I'd fell asleep on Instagram Live, That's and everybody on there, the, every, the world put everybody there on there was just like laughing, <laughs> and it was just like we, everybody. Every time I see people that were in that experience, they always bring it back. Like I miss those Instagram yeah. Live days, but no, I didn't question it because I got a chance to meet people that I didn't meet. I didn't really take off with the Twitch, honestly. Like, I got a green screen and I would do it, but that's such a grind. So, like, all my Twitch friends, um, 
salute to you. DJ Q is still still DJ DJ Q. I think Jerome is still on Twitch sometimes. Like there's some guys in the DMV area still on Twitch. I'm yeah. like flips. DJ flips. <laughs> that man is never coming back to the clubs. He's inside for life. He's a Twitch DJ. He is going crazy with that Twitch. It's thing. crazy though, but like that's that's what happened, right? Like right. things like adjusted. People started doing more virtual based things because some people innately just aren't comfortable being outside. Like right. they're just not comfortable with that. And most some some people actually would prefer to be inside and, and be able to share some some of those experiences in like a more um, conducive area to their own their own well being. Right. I, I just asked the question because I think it's interesting. But I think you tapped on the what is most important out of this is that we had to we were forced to change the way that we interacted with each other. So you were able to have conversations and engagements right. with people that normally you wouldn't because when Probably, you show yeah, up to right, DJ absolutely. at a club, you're there doing it working. yourself and you're working. Oh, and by the way, I got a lot of rest. Yeah. <laughs> I would Listen, every time I look at your Instagram and you're, you're posting your schedule or whatever it is, I'm just like, when does this man sleep? And is he okay? And you do not have bags under your eyes or anything. Nah. So you must have a skincare routine we should nah, talk about another nah. time. But to that point, actually, so it's funny you bring up my schedule. Um, DJ Javi, Javi, that's like my best friend outside of DJ. Last year around, I want to say September, October, maybe November, I fell off, right? Like, I'm still DJing all the gigs I'm DJing now, kind of. But I wasn't posting. I wasn't downloading music. I wasn't doing the things that got me to the DJ I'm at today. Sure. I, like, went crazy after that COVID. I had rested, and I was working from home. I wasn't out late at night. Um, I went crazy from June to, like, September, and then I just died out. Um... I had other things in my life going on, relationships, X, Y, Z, but I don't know what the true cause of it was, but I went on a trip to Europe in January, and I think that was when I realized, I, I maybe I got my like break from reality, sure. and I was like, when I get back to the States, I am about to go harder than ever, and I think that's when you kind of saw, holy shit, this kid He's is like always working. literally every day working, and it's and amazing. And she didn't know you had a, she didn't even know I had a nine to five. So I didn't. That I mean, that's that. an impressive <laughs> thing to do, right? Like, I... I I have people that come up to me and they're like, how do you do? Like, how do you have a nine to five and teach yoga? And I'm like, bruh. Chocolate croissants. Well, first, yeah, chocolate <laughs> croissants, obviously. But also I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not staying out until all hours of the night. Like right. I, I have a very like regimented evening and mornings like routine. It's past <laughs> your bedtime now. It's almost there. Almost We're almost there. getting there. Almost there. No, but I mean, I just, I think it's really, an, I think it's an, an incredible thing to be able to be focused and be able to be so driven um, and to be able to kind of give a lot of yourself to other people. It's mm-hmm. like a really, really impressive thing. Even when like I'm upset or sad or yeah, I, mean, I do have friends that know DJ Heat and PR Wonder Kid, they know exactly when something's wrong. Like, What's wrong? We're drinking. Let's go. Yeah, and are you like, I guess, are you playing different music? No, no not you're not letting your music. energy impact my, you. No, I'm still bringing the heat, but like they could see my demeanor is kind of just like, I'm just sitting there like in between sets. I'm not like dancing and yeah. vibing. I'm just like uh, stagnant. You know? Yeah. Okay. So maybe tell me a little bit about that Europe trip because it sounds like it was like a turning point for you. I know maybe it wasn't, but like, it seems like it was, I don't know. Like, where were you? I was, I did a, like a world tour of Europe. So okay. all my friends didn't know. I, I got into skiing last winter because of COVID okay. and now I'm doing like black diamonds. I did the steepest slope in Italy um, when I was there. So like, I'm a pretty avid skier now. Like I'm into this shit for real. Yeah. Um. So I flew into Zurich, Switzerland, drove down to, 
uh, Val Thorne's France. Then from there, I went to the Dolomites in mm-hmm. Italy. And from Italy, I went to Verbier, Switzerland. And I skied at all these places. Um, and then I flew back out of um, Verbier. But I skied like shit. Like, I skied... I actually, I only skied like five days and I was there for two weeks or maybe more That's than That's a lot that. of skiing. But I skied though. a good amount, but I did go to places I never thought I would go. I was in Venice. You know, anybody that actually knows me, I like to shop. I have expensive taste. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is why he DJs five days a week. Right. That's what, see, it all makes sense. Maybe I don't have. fat stacks of cash when you're a DJ, by the way. Um, IRS is coming for me soon. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, probably. So was there something that happened on the trip that you were just like, that's it. I'm going back and I'm going to like go ahead and start my grind again. Like I need to dive back yeah, in. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get too deep into that. Things yeah. outside of like DJ work life and personal life. Um, I kind of realized that I was, it was, I won't say draining my energy, but I realized I needed to allocate my energy a little bit differently. So like I'm one person and how I looked at it was like, I have a hundred percent energy when I wake up in the day. How am I going to allocate that energy? Like I'm going to put, am I going to put 50% to work, 30% to DJing, 10% to my partner or my friends, and then 10% to myself. Like how am I going to allocate this energy? And I that's that's how I viewed it. And so I realized that I wasn't allocating enough of my 100% energy if the breakdown wasn't being put to my passion enough. Yeah. It wasn't being put to a, a, where I could get to a place where I'm like doing things that I never thought I would do as a DJ. Like I look up to DJ Camillo, I will say his name 100 times. Like that's that's the guy I literally look up to since I started this DJ thing like 2016 and I knew about him before that listening to Hot 97 but like I really look up to that dude so in Europe that happened and then also what happened was this is a little steep I lost I'm not gonna go into details about that either I lost two residencies right like and it was because I was on vacation for two weeks and right before that I was home for the holidays so I wasn't around and other people were taking these gigs and I guess promoters, owners, whoever thought I wasn't taking it serious or like you know DJing is a job right there's people that do this for a living so I played sports you know you get hurt your backup comes in and they perform well guess what when you come back you're not playing Yeah. unless you're like a superstar but I was in college so like they're just gonna go with a hot hand so like this kid, if you're doing good and you come back, you'll wait. You'll get your turn when this guy is not performing anymore. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of what happened. So I forgot that was the other thing that happened. So it was like two things. It was a mix of like realizing my personal life was getting into me a little bit too much. And then that was like, fuck, no, I'm never like, how am I losing gigs? Like, there's no chance that I should be losing these gigs. So I it was like put some fire under my ass and I took it a little personal. Yeah. Okay. So you just said like two very, I think, powerful points. Um, one, you're talking about competition and competitive oh, nature yeah, that exists within a space of entrepreneurship or a space of being somebody that kind of like is in control of their own schedule. And then to kind of piggyback off that, you're also talking about what it's like to actually manage your own schedule and kind of make personal decisions as it relates to um, your priorities. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be very challenging for people um, to kind of say like, here's, I'm going to wake up today and now I'm going to like give X, Y, and Z of myself to, to whatever comes and meets me head on. I, I think entrepreneurs oftentimes struggle with the balance between what they love to do, their passions and the people in their life that they love. And it's mostly because of the time commitments that exist within them. Do you like, 
care to agree, like care I, to speak I, I, to, and you don't even have to get into no, your relationships I, I or anything, but yeah. friendships too. I mean, it's something yeah. that I find people. I mean, there's not constantly people being like, well, you're out doing all the things you're doing. I'm out making a stack, right. like basically. And that's kind of how it is. So my friends, I'm not from here, right? So like I don't have friends that were that do other things, right? Most of my friends are in this industry. Sure. So like they're all, most of my like real friends, my, I have a small circle, but they're DJs, right? Most of my friends and then a couple one-offs, but not not really honestly no one-offs. They're pretty much all DJs. Yeah. Um, and even them, some of them saw it in me like, oh, you're 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 not yourself right now. Like you need to get back to it. But um, in terms of that question, in terms of outside of your DJ friends, yeah, I mean, it is hard to like have a relationship or friendship or whatever with somebody not in that industry because it does. A relationships do take time. They take energy. They take focus um and when i think that you feel like it's some of that is starting to drain away from your entrepreneurship right you need to make a decision of what's best for you in that time like maybe god will bring you back with that person or whatever the case may be but you need to do what's best for you at the end of the day so um yeah it's it's a tough space to be in for sure it's definitely tough for sure um would you say uh, I don't want to like? No, go ahead. I, I'm an open book. I, I will. I will answer the question how I have. No, the to, question but, uh, I was going to ask is, you know, what's the biggest challenge kind of for you <clears throat> today? And it may actually not even be the personal relationships and kind of managing your time. It may be more related so, to you kind of being. We'll do this. I don't know. Straddled between two worlds, like right. I made it vocal. I, I vocalized my myself on my personal stuff going on. Um, to make it know what was going on with me and how that was affecting me, but let's let's go this route. I think honestly, because waking up every day fucking sucks. <laughs> Especially like, if you're out at the club until well, four a.m. It's also because like, I wake up and it's what I do is not my story from my personal side of life, like my work side of life, like nine to five professional professional side of life is interesting as well. So like I went to school for criminal justice. Um, I kind of assume that based off of your desire to be an yeah, FBI. I went to school for CJ and I'm no longer in CJ. I'm doing more military stuff and that I don't want to talk about that because it's, a it's government okay. related stuff. I don't stuff. want to talk about yeah. it either. Um, but basically I was doing C- criminal justice stuff and had an opportunity to go full time blue badge government employee instead of contracting and I took the I took the opportunity, the chance and the process and the background check stuff. I didn't feel a background check. I feel something else. Okay, that's fine. But um, that led me into what I'm doing today. And what I'm doing today, I'm not very passionate about um, as an engineer. I didn't go to school for it. I really don't know jack shit about it. <laughs> You're just faking um, it until you make it. Right. But I, I mean, like I wake up, I'm tired and it's not like, ooh, like some people you wake up and you're like, yes, I'm doing yoga or whatever you do. <laughs> it's, 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 it's your drive. It's your passion. Yeah. Like DJing, I, after I get off of work and I'm super tired, I, I'm not like, damn, I have to DJ. It. And I'm like, go home. I don't even take naps for real. Like that, I've been taking some naps lately, but I'm like, I go home and I'm like, all right. Bet I'm about to DJ now. Like I'm happy to do that, You're and then like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh about man, I gotta go to work in the morning. Like, yeah, DJing is not a job. Work is like my nine to five is a job. DJing is fun. It's yeah, passion. you're straddling that world. That's like a really big challenge for people, right? So I would say that's the nine to five is kind of the. Uh, okay, so how do you get to a place where you can make <coughs> DJing full time? have balls 
<laughs> Excuse my language. So that's interesting. I mean, like, is, is it based? Is it a situation right now where you're like you're fearful to do that full time because it's not a steady paycheck? It's not that, consistent. That's one of it. Like, I seem like things are pretty consistent right now. But, like, you don't know about these promoters. And, like, a club can just say I'm closing down tomorrow, you know, or something. You don't, like, I'm not controlling my own destiny, you know, unfortunately. Like, shout out to, like, I know Trevo is going to be on the podcast. He has his own team. Like, he kind of controls his destiny, right? So, like, he'll have gigs as long as his team is throwing parties. Sure. So, maybe that's a lane I need to consider and get into. But I don't even really know if I want to do that either. Like, that just adds... That's work that I'm not passionate about, right? That's more, for me, that's a safety net. Maybe for other people, that's like, that's what they want to do, right? They want to be a business owner and this, that, the other, which I would love to do, but I don't think I would want to do, like, be having a promoting team. If I want to own a business, like, I want to own, like, a restaurant or something. I don't know what it would be. A club. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess it's this, this safety net. It's also like, why not make double the money if I can? <laughs> so I, I think I, I need to get away from the money, though. Like, I think once I get in a financially free place where it's like I have a house, I have a car, I have a crazy savings. Sure. Let me try this out um, full time. Cool. But I think the other thing is also my nine to five is unique. I have a clearance, so you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And if you don't have one, you can't just wake up one day and be like, I want a clearance. Like, let me apply for one. Like, no, you have to, like, either be in the military or get lucky like I did with my internship. So that's the other thing I think that's holding me back. It's like that security clearance is like, it's gold. I have gold. (laughs) And I don't want to get rid of it. Facts. But also, like, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I think bear with continue on do you feel like um we've talked a lot about this being something that's like really passionate for you do you feel like there is a space right now where this passion is kind of like driving towards what you believe your purpose is on this world World. yeah absolutely so and that's funny. a tough question. It's funny that, so Karen hit me up and I was like, why is she, she's asking me to be on this podcast and talk about things that I was already thinking about. Like I was like in a very emotional state, like that's God. I was work. in a very emotional state, like down on myself. Like what the hell is my purpose in life? Like, um, I still don't know what my purpose in life is. Right. Like, and Somebody told me, oh, you'll never know what your purpose in life is. Like, you don't know this, the, the book that God's trying to write for you. Like, I'm a spiritual person. Like, mm-hmm. um, And I'm like, no, I, I disagree. Like, I think that you should know what your purpose in life is as a person because um, that's how you move in life, right? Like, that's how you make the decisions to do what you want to do and whatever. So I think that my purpose in life, like, I'm a extrovert, but I'm also a little introverted. But I think I like to talk to people, right? Like, yeah. And so I think DJing is a perfect avenue. You get to meet people. You you get to set vibes and tones for people. You get to like watch people interact. And you're like, holy shit, I'm like moving, you're moving 200, me. 300, 400 people. Like everybody's singing. I cut the volume off a lot. It's almost like you're a puppeteer. Right. Like you're puppeteering the situation. So I think maybe my purpose in life is to, I, at one point I thought it was to like, in tough situations, my friends will call me and I'll give them like feedback on what they should do. But I think my purpose in life might be to you know, bring people together because DJing, that's what you're doing, right? Like you're bringing people together and like, it goes back to the culture thing. Like I'm Puerto Rican and Jamaican and like, we are family oriented people, um, tough love people, but we always love our people. Um, 
and DJing, you're bringing people together. So I feel like, you know what, now that we're sitting here and thinking about it, I never thought about this. Like, this is the first time I, this pops in my head. This is not pre, like, thought of. Um, maybe it is to bring people together. Like, because when there's conflict, like, people come to me. There was an instance where two of my friends had a problem with each other. One called me and the other didn't know that, that they called me. Yeah. And he called me later on about, yo, this happened yesterday. And I'm like, boom, you're going to do this. You're going to do this and figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, maybe my purpose in life is, like, to bring people together. Yeah, I asked the question, Oni, because I think so oftentimes our purpose is revealed by our passions. We just don't really realize it at first. And, like, I, I this is something I had to soul search on for, like, a while, right? Okay. Like, I didn't. I didn't think it was something that was very... I didn't think my purpose in life was to teach yoga. Like, So that's, no. your, that's what you think your purpose is? My purpose is to build community. I see. So that's why you put community on it. Exactly. And my passion... Is yoga. yoga. Okay. So, and connecting people. So I think it's just like, that's why I think this is like just an interesting conversation because oftentimes what we feel like we're incredibly passionate about oftentimes reveals our purpose in life, in my opinion. That's at least what I'm hoping since I started this podcast, but we'll see. Is that, is that the trend so far? Like, is that It actually has been. It's coming out. It's coming out. I think sometimes it takes a conversation for like somebody like me where I'm like working a nine to five and hate it. And then I DJ and I'm passionate about maybe this is the kind of conversation that allows you to open your mind and thoughts up a little bit to realize, all right, you can still work the nine to five and hate it, but your passion and purpose in life, because I'm, I think the nine to five is kind of making it cloudy to realize what my purpose in life is, but this has opened my eyes up a little yeah. bit more to realize, all right, this is the, my purpose in life. This is just making me live because life is so fucking expensive. God. Gas <laughs> is. is what, four fifty. dollars Inflation's now? tough. <laughs> um, if you had the opportunity to like give somebody one piece of advice as it relates to, it doesn't have to be related to the DJ space, but just in general, the, the way that you kind of conduct yourself on like um, how you find the energy to like you know, get up and, and do your thing or whatever it is. <laughs> what is the one piece of it's advice harsh. that you would, <laughs> what is the one piece of advice you'd give? Um, there's a couple of things, but you said one, just one. Mm. I know it's tough. <laughs> um, it's kind of cliche, but like I'll sleep when I die. <laughs> okay. Um, just keep on, you know, life isn't easy and life takes work and you're going to have to work forever basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't sleep because I'm working. I'm working hard, so you sleep when you die. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. So I guess we'll leave it with this. Um, if people want to like have you bring them together with other people and move their body, can they find you regularly or how can they find your oh, information on okay. your schedule? Um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore DJEASY. Um, my post I'm, I'm back at it I post my schedule every week Karen's seen it yeah it's <laughs> disgustingly busy <laughs> and it, it's gonna get better uh, with the summer so <laughs> hopefully there's more gigs I want like 10 gigs a week you want like, 10 gigs I want a like week 10 gigs a week that sounds fun oh my god. Like two on a Sunday would be cool two on Saturdays is already happening I don't. I think I'm being dramatic, but like where I'm at is now. It's it's good. That's amazing. Yeah. I am so grateful that you took time to have this conversation with me and like have it in real time too. Yeah, Some of that was like literally just revealing itself in the space. And I know you're like kind of sorting through some of these things. And I'm. I really do think like I'm also very spiritual. So I'll go ahead and say like God 
pulls us up into these places and tough conversations sometimes just to help us find out more intentionally what we're here for. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And hopefully we continue to have this conversation beyond podcast. Um, Cause I, I watch your stories and I like, I feel your stories. I'm like, I can, I connect with like her vibe. Like it's all about the chocolate croissant. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Instagram, driven by underscore blank, share it with your friends, pass along the good word. And for the love of God, continue to acknowledge your passions. Let love be your guide and always walk in purpose. Until next time, I'm Karen, and this has been a conversation about the intersection between passion and purpose.